Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited. So you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you'd like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash Frumis Films LLC or just search Frumis, F-R-U-M-E-S-S. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. It's the Halloween show. It's the Halloween show. <laughs> I was working in my lab late one night when I transformed into an eerie sight. What do you think? My new look. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's really hot in this thing. I mean, really hot. I'm like really uncomfortable. I can't stay like this. I mean, how did the werewolves do it? I I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. How do I sound? Werewolfy, I hope. Should I just launch into this thing? I mean, I might as well. I'm really nervous about the show, I'm not going to lie. I want it to go really well because, I don't know, I just, it's the Halloween spectacular. It's got to go well. It's got to be good. That's a bad way to start the show. Let's start it over. Welcome to the Frumis Halloween Spectacular! Um, yeah, so, you know, I was looking up at the sky and I saw that it was a full moon and I started to feel a little hairy, a little itchy, a little scratchy. And this is, this is, this is the way of life. Such is life. Such is life. What does everybody have doing for Halloween plans? What is the plan? Like, what are we, what are we doing for Halloween here? I mean, I know I'm going to be eating a big bucket of candy that my children collect for me. That's the, you know, that is the the one silver lining of having children. Well, there's a lot of reasons to have children. But one of the best reasons to have children is when they're old enough, you can send them door to door for Halloween candy. And then when they come back, you know what you get to do? You get to teach them about taxes. That's what you get to teach them about. You go, oh, you earned this much? Well, 35% goes to me. Because I walked you around those blocks, kept you safe from all the ghouls and goblins. So now you got to give me some of your candy. <laughs> How do I sound, by the way? Sound okay? Hope it sound okay. Um, I'm going to try and keep this on for as long as possible. It feels like a sauna in here. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, boy. Tonight is going to be some show. Take it, yeah, taking the kiddo trick-or-treating and working. Ah, oh, my God, that makes my head hurt. I feel like 
Halloween should be a national holiday. Nobody should work on Halloween. Nobody. The, the world should just stop. You know, that's what I think. If it was up to me. Oh, it sounds good even with the mask on. That's amazing. That makes me happy. All right. I don't know how much longer I can take this before I change the shift. normal everybody the wolf's blood was pumping through my veins (laughs) Mm. listen we got to be careful i might change back again if i (laughs) we we got we got to make sure that i don't get upset because i might something might happen to me i might just (laughs) all right now I am comfortable in talking about Night of Living Dead. <laughs> Where do we begin? Yes, the transformation is very painful. Very painful. Bad, bad juju, man. It's bad juju. Okay, so. Yes, there is a full moon. That's right. There's a full moon. And when the moon is full and I stare at it, see, you can see it in my, my reflections here. Uh, <laughs> the living love the dead. <laughs> this is just the pre-show, guys. This is just the pre-show. We're just warming up here. We're just warming up. Hate <laughs> the living love the dead. Jeez Louise. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Um... Let's do a little, let's do a little housekeeping before we launch into our thing. So Thursday, we're doing a sinful celluloid with filmmaker, writer, producer, uh, Christopher Jimenez of sinful celluloid. We're going to be talking about zombies, all zombies and undead creatures and things and whatnot. It's going to be a great episode. That's Thursday. Tomorrow, I'm not sure yet, but I think tomorrow's show might be a fiend call, a fiend call in extravaganza i don't know i don't know where you guys are my guests on the show you guys call in and we'll you know you'll 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 come on for a second and then we'll boot you for the next guy and and so on and so on we'll see we'll see i'm not sure about that yet and then what else is coming up keep your eyes peeled for the monster mash serial review it already was a it's a patreon exclusive if you're patreon you can already see it and if you're a YouTube member, you can already, you, you still should have access to it. I timed it. I scheduled it. It's supposed to go out. Also, November coming fire, Samhain listening party, the final in our Samhain listening series. That is dropping in uh, November 1st, okay? I also have a special surprise in November. I can't say what it is. Don't want to say what it is. A very special episode of the Streaming Evil Live show, assuming everything goes the way that it's supposed to go. 
So keep your eyes peeled for all these goodies and more. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Super important. And yeah, zombies are one of my favorite genres as well. Good to see you Wednesday. I don't know, Johnny. I don't know. I don't know how any of that stuff works. But tonight, I want... Yes, thank you. Happy Halloween. Matthew really wants to do this. I don't want to... I don't want to disappoint him any further. I want to make sure that... (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Hey, with the 666. Whoa. Chill out. Chill out. Don't you know, Satan's watching. He'll take us while we're sleeping. That's what happens. Um... So here's the deal. Oh, what's up? Walter White coming in from New Zealand. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Very special show tonight. This is our Halloween special. So here's the thing. You guys asked for this. I I had multiple requests in the chat. Jeff, what's going on for Halloween? I agree. George Romero is Jesus, baby. He is Jesus. No offense to anybody whose Savior is Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Sorry about that. Don't want to offend anybody. Um, but to this Jewy is Jesus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Shut up, shut up, Jeff. Okay. Um, freaking, okay. So people have been asking for, yeah, Wednesday. You were the one of the guys who asked, right? Yeah. People asked for this show. They wanted, Jeff, what are we doing for Halloween? Let's do some sort of, you know, watch along movie thing. I said, sure, we're going to do it. We are going to do it. And Guys, it's Von Fett's birthday tonight. Happy birthday to Von. We're celebrating by watching Night of the Living Dead, man. Of course I'm going to leave this video up. All the videos stay up on my channel. This is just a live broadcast. It's like, you know what this is like? It's like doing a show every night and just going live and freeballing it. You know what I mean? It's like doing spoken word stand-up. That's literally what it is you know you're doing spoken word stand-up and you're just talking off the top of your dome you're trying to keep the conversation interesting you know this that and the other we got loki in the house what's up loki one day we'll get you and joseph here at the same time and we'll all come on the channel and talk but you as i said you guys requested it here it is we're doing the watch along show night of the from us dead night of the living dead is one of my favorite films of all time. It is when people ask me, Jeff, what is your favorite film? It's hard. I don't actually have a favorite film. It's hard to say what my favorite film would be. It's like, it's not impossible. How am I supposed to answer that when there are so many films that I love for so many different reasons? You know, they're like, they're so, um, there's so many films that are sacred to me for different reasons. It's like music, man. Like I, I love all, you know, the Misfits are one of my favorite bands. I'm going to, I'm going to answer that. I'm going to, Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. We're going to mystery science theater this thing. Exactly. You hit it on the nail on the head. It's not mystery science theater. It's going to be it's going to be us doing a commentary. I was 10 when I first saw it, but we're going to get to that. We are going to get to that in just a second. You know, the Misfits and all, you know, these bands that we love and champion None of them are truly my favorite band. They're just they're all bands that I love and that I feel passionate about. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with films. But if you're going to go, Jeff, what is your number one be-all, end-all, all-time favorite movie of all time? You know, you think the answer would be Return of the Living Dead. And it might be. It might be on some 
days and some moods, but always, always, for me, the GOAT is Night of the Living Dead. It is my, it's just my, it's just the, the, the best. It is the best. I, I celebrate and champion this film forever and ever and ever. How did I discover Night of the Living Dead? I was 10 years old. My neighbor had it on VHS and, and we watched it and I, it was terrifying to me. It was absolutely terrifying. It was, uh, it just, it captured my imagination. I, you know, the thing that makes Night of the Living Dead and all zombie movies by default, by, by way of Night of the Living Dead, relatable is the fact that we put ourselves in the situation of the characters of the story, particularly in a movie like Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead. We, we imagine what the world is like, you know, when the world gets boring, when life gets boring, when you're at work, just sitting behind a computer desk and you're bored and you, your, your brain starts to wander, it wanders to this. Or if you were in school or if, you know, whatever you're doing, you know what I mean? It's like, this is one of those what if scenarios, you know? And back in, you know, some years ago, it was a lot cooler what if scenario. Now, ever since The Walking Dead, it's become very, it's a very played out sort of, thing now it's just sort of it's played out man you know it's like uh, uh you, you know when you start seeing zombies selling cars in commercials for amc's the walking dead it doesn't feel like your private thing isn't that how we feel about all things that we love the thing becomes mainstream and then suddenly it's not our thing anymore and we become elitish elitist about it john voice of doom saw night of the living dead around 73 74 i want to say I saw Night of the Living Dead in 1995. That was my first exposure to Night of the Living Dead. Oh, stop it. Stop it. You're, you know, you're the type of old that I aspire to be to. If that, I hope that doesn't come off sounding bad because it's not. I think it's awesome. Don't, don't, don't be like that, John. You're, you're awesome, dude. You are an awesome dude. Um, I'm 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 on my way. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you real soon, John. I'll see you real soon. But um, even at ten years old, I was absolutely just enthralled with this notion of the dead coming back to life and taking things over and sort of trying to figure out different. Like, what would I do in this situation? I would hide in you know, like they do in the remake. I would go and hide in our attic. I would think of, you know, different escape routes. How would I escape out of the situation? I would go, you know, would, would I, would I uh, do a soft jump from the second story for like all these like different things? What would make a good weapon to defend myself with? You know what I mean? Like all, all these different types of what if scenarios. And I would just plug myself into the story. And that's why, you know, the the zombie genre, the, the Romero films in particular, were, were, were true favorites of mine growing up. Here's the thing. I've seen Night of the Living Dead hundreds of times, like so many, so many times. And every time I watch it, I always find something new in it, which is, really says something to me about this film. It's the type of film that transcends the genre that it comes from. You know what I mean? It's the type of film that you know, on the surface, it looks like a hokey horror film or on the surface, it's just a cheesy B zombie film. Um, and 
you know, underneath, there's so much going on. There's so, so much going on. Some of you might not like it, what I'm going to say, because it's a little, it's a little political, but the film is a political film. For those people, you know, there's a lot of people that get really upset that like horror, but like this genre of horror punk is like when it gets, when, when things turn slightly political or when music turns slightly political, all fucking art is political in some way, shape or form. There is a commentary behind every type of art, man. There's a commentary behind every type of art. Um, this is an interesting question. Wednesday asked, if your child was 10, would you let he or she watch it or at what age? Um, I, you know, I don't go by ages. I go by maturity. You know what I mean? I would go by, I would go by like, how does my child carrying themselves? Can they mentally handle, you know, what they are going to see? And if they, if they couldn't, I wouldn't let them watch it. So I wouldn't go by age per se. I would go by like emotional maturity. You know, um, I will say that I did let my son watch Alien versus Predator at six years old. Probably a little bit of a mistake because he really loves Predators now. And he talks about ripping people's skulls out um, <laughs> in a very like sort of like joking way, like in that like imagination sort of little boy way. But I had to have a conversation with him and be like, dude, you can't say that at school because they will freak out. You can't talk about ripping people's skulls out. So it's like. It's like my son is not scared by Alien versus Predator, but he doesn't know to like, I don't know if he knows to like not go to school and be like, you know, pretending to be a predator wanting to rip out someone's spinal spinal remains and their skull and hang it on his wall, you know? So it's like kind of like, uh, I I think it, it all depends on the temperament of the child. For me, I was 10 years old. I was transformed. I would say, you know, there were three films that really transformed me at a young age, like really transformed me. And it's Night of the Living Dead at the age of 10. It's the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I also saw at the age of 10. And it's Return of the Living Dead, which I also saw at 10 years old. These three films had such a huge impact on me and what I would go on to watch and consume. So what is it that makes Night of the Living Dead more than just a, like, horror film, like a cheesy B-horror film? It is the politics of what is going on at the time. Um, John says he also saw The Exorcist in 1973 to drive him with his dad, good parenting. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, how did, it, how did you feel, John? How did you feel after you saw that? Like, what did it do, what did it do to you? Did, could you not sleep? Did you have nightmares? Were you, okay? like, like how, did, how did it make you feel? You know, I feel like it just really depends. It's, it's, it's total discretion. There's no blanket rule for this stuff. It's just about how well you know your kid and, you know, can they handle it or can they not handle it? And, you know, and sometimes you show them something they can't handle it and you, you learn, you live and you learn, you know. Um, Matt has a good point here. People miss out a, on a, a lot if they don't watch these films as children. Frankenstein does smack a 35-year-old the same way it does a six-year-old. Right. When you watch Frankenstein as a 35-year-old, you're not going to be affected as the way you are when you're six years old. Frankenstein's going to look like a giant to you. You know what I mean? In any case, what's going on underneath Night of the Living Dead? So on the surface, we have a horror film. I said that about a hundred times already. Here's what's happening underneath. You have a film about a disastrous situation, right? I mean, there is bedlam and chaos as civilization is literally buckling and soon to crumble 
at a disastrous force that nobody can contend with. Nobody can comprehend and nobody can understand. And if they had just, you know, if people would just work together, they could overcome the problem. But stuff gets in the way. Attachment to loved ones, um, resources, not trusting one another because of, you know, uh, certain, you know, politics in the real world outside of the disaster, like when things were normal, the way that you might interact in that world, uh, you know, will influence how you're going to act in a, in a disaster scenario under pressure. What's more interesting about Night of the Living Dead is not the zombies. The zombies are not interesting. It's not about them in the original one, at least. And, and it was different when I was younger. Obviously, when I was younger, it was all about the zombies. But, you know, watching this film as a teenager and as an adult, it has never been about the zombies. It's never been about the gore. It is about watching individuals in a pressure cooker situation trying to work together to survive and are incapable of doing so and it causes their demise. And the elephant in the room for Night of the Living Dead, and I'm about to get, again, I'm about to get a certain way here. Um, I've noticed that some of my audience doesn't like it when I talk about this stuff, but I don't care because it's very important to the tapestry that is Night of the Living Dead. Now, George Romero, he made a decision in, in casting. They all did. They made a decision in casting that would uh, affect and sort of, you know, um, you know, it would affect the movie's legacy for the last 54 years. I mean, super important decision was made. The characters are not written with any kind of race in mind. Ben is supposed to be a truck driver and they intended him to be a white guy, but there really was no, it's just, you know, Ben is Ben, right? And Dwayne Jones, who is black, auditions for the role of Ben, and he's the best guy for the job. He is, he gives the best performance. It is unanimously agreed that, that, that Dwayne Jones should be the dude to play Ben. And what this does is give the layer of what we were just talking about, about people in a pressure cooker situation trying to survive the night and having to work together against all costs to sort of survive, it creates a whole nother layer of tension just by making one dude black. It just changes everything. It changes the movie. And it's made it timeless as a result. I guarantee you people would not be reveling in the brilliance of Night of the Living Dead in the same way that they do today if Ben was played by a white guy. Now, that's not to say that they did it consciously. They did, you know, Romero and Russo and Striner and everybody who made this film, uh, a, 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 a collective of filmmakers called Image 10, you know, they came together, everybody threw in $600. So they started with a, a seed fund of $6,000 to go out into the, the farmland, the farm woods, you know, to this farmhouse and make this little film. They were production house. They all decided Dwayne Jones is the best guy for the job. And they all weren't like, hey, man, we're trying to make a statement. Because you have to remember, what is the climate when they're making Night of the Living Dead? It's 1967. It's at the height of the civil rights movement, man. You know, there's marches going on. There's so much racial tension in, in, the, in America's fabric and society. And, you know, it really culminates in April. I think it's April of 1968 when... Martin Luther King is 
assassinated. And you had riots all over the all over the place, man. I mean, it was just absolute bedlam. So to think that in this crazy tumultuous time that this 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 you know collective of filmmakers and you know this film crew decides to you know tell this story with a black man as its lead, which was unheard of at the time. Because here's the thing: you do have movies starring like Sidney Poitier. Uh, you know what's it? Uh, Guess who's coming to dinner? you know, or to serve with love. You have these films where he is the lead, but when, 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 when the black man is a lead in the 60s, it's all about the controversy of the dude being black. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about, it's not about like, there's no, the, that's what the plot is. That's what the plot is. The plot is dude is black. Controversy because the dude is black. In Night of the Living Dead, there's none of that. There is, it's never mentioned, acknowledged. It's not important to the characters per se, at least on the surface. But underneath the surface, and this is very key, as I just said, it's not on the surface, but underneath the surface, by simply casting a black actor, they have created a whole different level, layer, whatever you want to call it, of tension because of the climate at the time, because of, you know, just everything, everything that would come, you know, all that stuff suddenly gets written into the story because every single conflict between Harry Cooper, who's, you know, played by Carl Hardman, we know who Harry Cooper is, he's the, he's what you would consider to be the antagonist, and then you have Dwayne Jones playing Ben. They clash, they butt heads, and, you know, on the surface, it's just about the situation, but underneath, there is almost this sense, because he is a black man, that there is more there, that there is some sort of tension. You know what I mean? That there is, and you'll see it. You'll see it. You're going to see it right now. We're going to watch the film. This is just the preamble. You're going to see it and be, and, you know, hopefully you'll see it. Um, to me, it's it's clear as day that it, it's just there. You have these two dudes who are vying for control. The, the, the house becomes the world, you know? The rifle represents power, and it's a power that Harry Cooper wants that Ben has. And because, and you know, again, if they would just work together, they would have survived. But because they couldn't work together, they were focused on other things like they just had to be someone had to be in control i have to be in control right now you know what i mean uh uh, harry has to be in control ben has to be in control you know and everybody's sort of in between these two polar opposite for um forces with completely different mentalities on how to survive um it's harry cooper who wants to go down in the cellar he thinks that if they board themselves up in the cellar that they will be safe there's only one door to worry about and they could barricade it and they could just wait this thing out until it blows over. Um, ben, he wants to stay upstairs. He wants, he wants options, man. He wants to have, you know, uh, at any moment that he could sort of, you know, uh, that they could escape, that they could do so. You can't escape if you're in the cellar. If you're in the cellar, you're in the cellar and that's it. You know what I mean? That, 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 that will be the end of you should they break down the door. As it turns out, ironically, Harry Cooper is kind of right, but he's only right because they let it get to a place where the dead 
come through all the doors and overwhelm them. Had they worked together, they could have kept them out. You know what I mean? And then here's the other thing that I love, love, love about Night of the Living Dead. Harry Cooper is an asshole and we all hate him because of the way he acts. But he's not a bad guy. He is, he's the antagonist. But antagonist and protagonist don't always necessarily mean good and bad. A protagonist is like the main character and usually the one that you're rooting for. But an antagonist is usually, doesn't mean a bad force. It means the conflicting force. There are many times in a film where an antagonist will end up, you know, being redeemed, they'll find redemption at the end or being a redeemable force in some way, shape or form, you know, by the end of the film. And I don't look at Harry Cooper as a bad man per se. I look at him as a family man trying to protect what he thinks is best for his family. Because here's the thing, Harry Cooper is part, part of the reason why his daughter dies, if you think about it. You know, if they had, if they were more concerned about getting the daughter to a safe place, and at the end of the day, she was, she, she was doomed from the beginning, because a bite, a bite equals death. A bite is a death sentence, right? But he was more concerned about being right, about being in control with the gun, and about you know, having the power. And as a result, he gets people killed and he gets himself killed. And Ben loses loses his temper, you know? I mean, that's what makes Ben such a great character. He is this dude who is operating, um, he's performing in this incredible way under incredible pressure, in an incredibly crazy, in this crazy situation, you know what I mean? So that's all the stuff that I really love about that really makes Night of the Living Dead just an exemplary film for me, you know. And then it's the craft of the movie itself. The fact that it was made for 100 grand in 1967, which is very, very little amount of money for shooting a film, you know, uh, <laughs> for shooting a film in the 60s. There have been movies that have been made for less amounts of money, but that's still, that's a very small paltry amount to make a movie with um and it's just the fact that they the the it's the tenacity and the ingenuity and again here's a guy who's like i'm not going to go to la to be a filmmaker i'm not going to go to new york to be a filmmaker i'm going to make a movie in my town and now look at it 54 years later people are 53 years later people are flock they make pilgrimages i made a pilgrimage there people make pilgrimages to this place because he shot a movie there it really it really is a testament i love the remake as well i saw some talk about the remake the remake it's frankly the night of the living dead remake is one of the best remakes of all time really truly it, it's such a and maybe it helps the fact that george romero rewrote his own script but it's just it, it's a f phenomenal remake that sort of tweaks what um what was done in the original and comes at it from a different angle and i and i love it for that um okay without further ado we're gonna we're gonna try this now we are gonna watch night of the living dead okay um i am gonna i hope this works you gotta bear with me here people that's what we said we're gonna do now now 
one, one more thing in the preamble here. By the way, if you're not uh, subscribed to this channel, please make sure you like this video, leave a comment, and subscribe to this channel. Appreciate you. This is not, we're not just watching the movie. We are talking about the movie. I'm going to talk over this movie. This is not going to be one of, this is about commentary. This is not just about watching the film. If I want to just watch the film, then we would just watch the film. But I want to do a commentary on the film. That, that's the whole point here. So we will be talking over the film. And uh, we'll see about after the film. We'll see how late this goes. Let's, let's launch into it. <laughs> I'm hitting my weed pen in excitement. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Matt. That's awesome. All right, I hope this works. Guys, if we have any technical snafus, please let me know. I have a backup here. I really don't want to use it if I don't have to. Okay, hold on. All right, here it is, baby. Night of the living dead. Just got a shift. I agree. The soundtrack is amazing. Incredible soundtrack. Look, you'll see that George Romero there is also credited as a writer because he was. Guys, I might not be able to show comments because I don't want this thing to freeze on me. How's the picture? Is everything okay? Yes, the film is in public domain. There's Gary Striner, the sound engineer. He's the brother of Russ Striner, the producer. And it most certainly is in the public domain because they didn't put a copyright notice. That, that was changed, by the way. There you go, the latent image, which is uh, the building from which Image 10 operated, George Romero's um, production company. Guys, is, is the picture okay? Everything's good? Okay, Wednesday says it's good. I'm not gonna mess with it. Dawn of the Dead is a great one too, man. Great follow-up. Wow. So crazy. Now, Carl Hardman, he plays Harry Cooper, the antagonist in the film, as we discussed. Picture is choppy shit. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Some people are saying the picture's good. I don't know, guys. I don't want to mess with this too much. Now, a lot of the trees you're going to see are no longer there. The first day of summer. They, they came what? down with storms well, it's and stuff. It's 8 o'clock and it's still light. Good the extra daylight does us. Now, we've still got a three-hour drive back. Still We're not got a three-hour drive back. Midnight. 
Well, if it really bugged you, Johnny, you wouldn't do it. So Johnny is no, the producer of this film. He's Rush like Strainer. You know, Still kicking. God bless him. We're going to have to move Mother out here or move the grave into Pittsburgh. She can't make it. That's Judith like O'Day. Oh. She's she also can. still around. She plays Barbara. She had candy they're left. Uh, they're uh, brother and sister. No. And they're there to leave. We still remember. This I don't. Tacky you know, I don't even remember what the man looks like. Their mother's Johnny, grave. Johnny, it takes you five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. You don't hear an echo, do you guys? Grave and six hours to drive back and forth. Mother wants to remember, so we trot 200 miles. I mean, the dialogue the is so natural here, too. Yeah, we're here, the dialogue John, is really right? good. For like a cheesy, what's supposed to be a cheesy yes. B movie. All the dialogue is convincing to me. Uh, ladies and hey, gentlemen, dude. we're coming Already back. Already this time of year, there was a disaster. See, John, you learn something new every day. I I'm going to call out the comments as I see them. I'm just not going to flash them on the screen. Yes, that, he, everybody everybody had a helping hand on this film. So Harry Cooper and Russ Strider were Nothing wrong with the radio. There's the church station. house still standing. Which row is it in? They really are great actors, man. It, it can't be understated. Yeah, it's just not, there are not as many trees. The, the trees are still there, but they're just not as many. All of this here. music oh, look, that's used, every piece of music that you hear I in this you film is stock music from a sound library. It was not scored for the film. And there's the famous Blair Stone. Everybody who comes up here always looks for the Blair Stone. The headstone that says Blair. I wonder what happened I've taken to the a picture one from there. You, you, you haven't visited this place if you things. don't take a picture with I'm the Blair out here Stone. And the one from last yes, year is gone. Well, the flowers die, and the caretaker or somebody takes them away. The 4K restoration yeah, is really, really great as well. Just, just stupendous. Sell it next year. I got to see that on the big screen, I think, in 2017. One. It's awesome. I forgot the name of the headstone there. I did a live stream up there, though. You can We, we, we kind of looked at it a little bit. Oh, it's freezing. Freezing on my end, at least. I hope it's not freezing. Hey, come on, Barb. Church was this morning, huh? Um, Carpet Beggar. That video is still up if you want to look at it. I'm going to keep this about Night of Living Dead, but it's still up. We just missed the lightning flash. So random. There's no rain or anything. They just randomly have this lightning flash. And there's the first zombie, man. Which totally subverts our expectations. Yeah, I, mean, I will, Carpet Beggar. I will. Huh? Well, you know, we're not expecting that to be the first zombie. I haven't seen you in church you know? lately. <laughs> well, there's not much sense they in just my sort going of to church. Spring it on us. Do you remember one time when we were small, we were out here? It was from right over there. I jumped out at you from behind the tree. He's talking and about Grandpa got all excited. He shook his children. fist at me and he said, Boy, you've been dumb Scaring her when they were children. <laughs> remember that? Right over there. Look at this polka dot tie. See, I'm telling you, I've noticed something Johnny, new every single time. I never, afraid. ever paid attention to, to Johnny's now, polka dot tie. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming. Stop it. There's You're the Blair ignorant. Stone again. They're see it? See the bee? You, They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're acting like a child. They're coming Stop. for you. Look. Look. That's how ironic. It you was. Hear you. Here he comes now. 
I'm getting I out. I can't stop looking Jim. at his polka dot tie. Look at this guy. That's Bill Heinzman. I also got to meet him. He's no longer with us. No. The original cemetery ghoul. Johnny tries to take him off. Doesn't end well for Johnny. And this is a very famous stone right here, too. Look what she's leaning against. I don't forget what it says. Brighton, maybe? Uses his glasses. No, it doesn't say that. Come on, Johnny. You think Johnny's going to be the hero of the story, and he dies. Boom! And Johnny's down. For now. Ooh, idiots. Cemetery Ghoul runs after her. And yes, that's true, Matt. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. So stupid to me. In the intro. This is this movie changed everything. The term zombie, you know, yeah, right, they call them ghouls. But ghoul is a separate creature. What's funny is ghouls actually eat the dead. And zombies, modern zombies eat the living. So it's like they com combined in the voodoo zombie with the ghoul and created the modern zombie. Flesh eater. It's supposed to be called Night of Anubis. Anubis being the, um, the god of the dead to the Egyptians. It's also going to be Night of the Flesh Eaters. We're settling on Night of the Living Dead. One of the rare times a zombie uses a tool. Boom! You can see, you know, there's not many sound effects. They're very crude, and that's because a lot of this sound was put in post afterwards. That music is just so iconic. Again, library music. Now, we were talking before. You can see a dent on the side of the car, and that was an accident, and they wrote this into the film. They wrote her crash into the film to explain the dent in the car, which was so unimportant, but to them it was important. Then they felt it was necessary that they had to write that in, you know. Now it's going to go quiet, just music. You're not going to hear anything else but music. Thunder. Besides the thunder, besides the music, everything else was shot soundly. There it is, the farmhouse. She makes a dash for it. The zombie's not a threat, man. There's a gas, gas pump out of nowhere. <laughs> they don't establish the gas pump at all. No footsteps, no nothing. having a mental breakdown right now. It's kind of, I, I kind of imagine this music and the camera work and everything is in her head. You know, look at it. Just one guy. You know, it's also important to note how the zombie problem gets out of control because they don't handle it soon. Had they handled it when it was still small, it wouldn't have become the problem that it becomes. You know? 
look at the stark black and white lining. Pitch black except for a spotlight on the door. So brilliant. You can see the hot spots where there's where they place lights right there on the door. So so genius. Created such atmosphere. Such a mood. It's like, let's have her go to a, a farmhouse. Clearly something has already happened here. Had they just taken care of it now, instead of later, they wouldn't have been able, they wouldn't have ganged up on them and trapped them inside the farmhouse, you know? Imagine if they were Return of Living Dead zombies, fast zombies, they'd be screwed. Everybody would be screwed. Okay, completely quiet, except for the, the, the music. It's like, oh my god, I hate hunting. <laughs> Look, takes out the power. Which is weird, because he doesn't. I think he just takes out the phone line. He's like, fuck this phone line. She can't call the police. Oh, that's what it's just the phone lines. They still have power. They, they listen to the radio and the TV. Thank you, Carpetbagger. Appreciate your comments. Yeah, it doesn't work because you ripped it out. What is behind her, by the way? Look at that. Oh, it's a... It's like a animal. It's funny. We don't see the animals... I feel like we don't see the animals after this uh, scene. All the, all the animal heads get taken down. Black and white man. It's just like, it's like a bobblehead. Oh, now there's more. Should have, should have bounced while you could. They're dead. They're all messed up. I mean, it'd be so easy to just sort of get around them. Here it comes. Ready? The cow skull. Look at the light shining through the uh, banister. So, so well placed. There it is. That's the cover of Night of Living Dead. Glenn Danzig saw that and was like, I'm going to steal it. It's in the public domain. Listen to how George uses the music. He builds so much atmosphere. And here he is. The man himself. Ben. One of the most badass horror movie heroes of all time. Just pops out of nowhere. Got the tire iron, boom. His backstory that he tells about being in the diner, so genius. Matt, that skull is made out of a cow skull. Don't and it's shot at a really man. odd angle. A lot more of them as soon as they find out about us. The truck is out of gas. This pump out here is locked. Is there a key? They just had the key and gas pump. That gas. was one thing that George Romero did really well in the remake. The, the, the sense of irony that the gas pump key was in the basement the whole time where he didn't want to go. Here's Ben. He's just always looking for a solution. 
always trying to figure out what to do. Do you live here? And now she's really quiet. Again, you know, people always shit on Barbara, man. They're like, oh, she's like, you know, just like useless, blah, blah, blah. She's suffering from serious PTSD. She just saw her brother murdered. She get had to run away from an undead person, and she's just lost her mind. But she's not. We've got to get out of here. Like, we have to get where there's some other people. Useless. In fact, she redeems herself, and she further take some food. sort of turns things around in, in the remake, I'll see if I can which find was George's food. doing. You know. There's chocolate syrup, baby. All the blood in this film is chocolate syrup. No joke. That is truth. It's a genius move. There's some food in the ice box that we got to eat. I'm telling you, his his acting, him telling the story of where he was and how he got to the farmhouse, we don't ever need to see it. You know, a modern film would flash back to show us, but Ben just has to tell us, man. Damn zombies. Vandals, I'll call the cops on you. He's so mad. There are two of them out there. Have you seen any more around here? I can take care of those two. I mean, you have to, you have to understand. Like, think about this. This is 1968. Black dude is the star of your film. Like, it's just not, it just was not very common. Okay. Now that is John Russo, the writer of the film, not him. Boom. So it's coming though. You can so clearly tell he's not hitting him in the head though. Alright, safety first. But he's heading off to the side. It's coming down. You don't, you don't even even in I feel like in general movies, that's John Russo. So he is the writer of the film. He's still around and kicking. Big debut. He directed a film called My Uncle My Uncle John is a Zombie. True story, that is a real movie. I hope the picture is okay, guys. I hope the sound is okay. Again, some of the lighting outside is a little suspect. Like, it's pitch black except for, like, pools of light where they put spotlights to shoot this film. That's okay, but we don't mind. Boom, takes him out. Tries to. It just, even today, man, it's just so good. He goes, impales him in the head. That is graphic for 1968. Tire iron comes in handy. He's like, what the? 
freak did I just be, man? Uh-oh. Not you, too. Yeah, get out of here. He's like, oh, you poked me in the eye! Look at that shot. Look at that shot. Look at the way that they're they massively come towards it. One of the best shots of the zombie, of all the zombies. They just, every time you go back outside, there's more and more of them. They're attracted to the lights in the house, I guess. It's friggin' brilliant, though, man. Look at those shadows. What's up, Dagger Love? Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Burn that, motherfucker. Dragon There they are. They set a lot of fires in this film. Smart move. It's just Ben doing the best he can in just a really crazy situation. I love how he thinks that like a single match is gonna ignite a whole body though. Like maybe the clothes, but it would go out eventually. <laughs> it just goes up. There's almost like a Frankenstein-ish like vibe of these zombies. Like they use crude tools, they walk very slowly and they're afraid of fire. Sorry, what's the seltzer? And now I think this is when we learn his story. Oh no, yeah, he looks around. There's more lights on in this house. Find the rifle. Why have they never made like a Night of the Living Dead Xbox game? Like you go to the farmhouse, you gotta search for weapons in the farmhouse, find the rifle. And here's the thing: there's just one rifle in the whole game. Make it really sought-after sort of like thing. You know? Look at her hairstyle. So 1960s. Fifteen tea bags, baby. You can tea bag those zombies to death. Yes, nails. Hey, droid. I'm very happy to have you as well. And yes, 120% Karloff's Frankenstein. I agree. He's getting frustrated. He doesn't understand what she's been through. Look, I know you're afraid. I'm afraid. But we have to try to board the house up together. Now, I'm going to board up the windows and the doors. Do you understand? I mean, it's a great plan. We'll right. Board up the house. Keep we'll everybody right. safe. And you still, we'll there's to places together. to You'll escape. To now, I want you to go in and get some wood so I can board the place up. Do you understand? Okay? Okay? We didn't even talk about the ending. We'll, we'll wait for the ending to talk about the ending and why the ending is so important. Even if it makes you guys mad at me. Look at all the random objects. There are whole Facebook groups devoted to finding the objects that are just in these rooms within Night of Living Dead and like finding replicas of them and like taking pictures and posting them in these but in these like the same minutia that we love about the misfits, people do for Night of Living Dead. Well, there's another shot of the, the warthog. Maybe I was wrong. There's the music box. I think Matthew mentioned that earlier. 
the last time that this music box will ever be played. Probably. Look at that shot, George Romero getting all artsy on us. Ben's like, just take down the doors, dude. Such a smart dude. And it's a shame, this farmhouse does not exist anymore. They, they demolished it. But people sell vials of the dirt from the location. Just like the Evil Dead house. But could you imagine if the farmhouse was still around? People would, I would go, I would have to go to visit. Now, the cellar that they use in this film was at Image 10 building, the Image 10 building. There was no cellar in this house. So that was shot separately from everything that happens in the farmhouse, which they lived in. They lived in this farmhouse. There was no running water. Crazy to make this movie. There he goes, boarding stuff up. I'll tell you, I never, ever get tired of watching this movie. And it's like, just when you get to the middle of the movie, and it's like, where's this film gonna go? It's two people in a, in a farmhouse, there's things on the outside, where are we gonna go with this? And then we're introduced to a whole new set of survivors who knew that they were there, but didn't let them know of their presence, which automatically creates tension. There you go, she's losing it. She's like, I can't even process what I've been through today. I went to just leave a wreath on my brother's grave, and now my brother's dead. I'm locked inside this farmhouse with a dude I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get out of here. It's not that strong. Yeah, I wish you could find some nails. Pick out the biggest ones you can find. She can't function. He's he's just getting yeah, getting stuff done. Secure. If we have to, we can run in here and board up the doors. Won't be long for those things be back pounding their way in here. They're afraid now. They're afraid because of the fire. There goes the kitchen table. Fire. I'll always that. remember these table legs for as long as I live, the, the way that they look. Like the round circular bulbs on them. You know a place back down the road called Beatman's? Beatman's Diner? Look at him. Oh yeah, Anyhow, that's where I cricket, found that truck cricket houses outside. There's a radio in the truck. I had jumped in to listen to it. This is so brilliant. When a big gasoline truck came screaming right across the road. But there must have been 10, 15 of those things chasing after it. Grabbing and holding on. I'm in awe. Now, I didn't see them at first. I could just see that the truck was moving in a funny way. You can imagine the whole thing. Those things were catching up to it. Truck went right across the road. Apart. Slammed on my brakes to keep from hitting it myself. It went right through the guardrail. It's like low-budget storytelling, right? I guess. I guess the driver must have cut off the road into that gas station by Beekman's Diner. Right, Beekman's Diner. We went right through That's the billboard. Yeah. Over a gas pump and never stopped moving. 
But now it's like a moving bonfire. A moving bonfire. Such visual dialogue. The truck was going to explode or what? He's reliving it. I look back at the diner to see if, if there was anyone there who could help me. This is so not a zombie movie. The entire place had been encircled. There wasn't a sign of life left except... When he says there was no sign of left, he's not saying that there's nobody there. He's saying I that everybody's no dead. Screams. I realized that... I was alone with 50 or 60 of those things, just standing there, staring at me. He's telling like a full, like a, like a big budget zombie film, just like orally telling it to us, the audience. Just plowed right through them. They didn't move, they didn't run. Or... Just stood there, staring at me. Hey, Jessica, I'm so glad to hear that. I can't shine this comment on because I don't want to freeze, but I really appreciate your comment, Jessica. Thank you for subscribing. We were riding in the cemetery. Johnny and me. Glad you enjoy it. Johnny. See, now they're just... I mean, the, the movie, we came the movie had, had created a climax, and now we're, we're, we're going down into a little bit of a valley. You know, it's not just, and he everything said, can't just be up here all the time. It has to have, have peaks and valleys. Barbara. This is all character building. It's not um, we didn't a zombie movie. It's a, it's a disaster film. And... You could take the zombies out and put any other oh, disaster. You could put COVID. It's hot in here. Hot. <laughs> I get in trouble here. And, and he said, oh, it's late. Why did we start so late? And I said, Johnny, if you'd gotten up earlier, she's so, she's, we wouldn't she's be so late. good, man. Johnny asked me if I were afraid. And I said, I'm not afraid, Johnny. And then this man started walking up the road. He came slowly. I mean, slowly. you don't have to tell us. We and saw it already. Johnny you don't have to tell us the film. And saying, He's coming to get A little you, redundant. Barbara. And I laughed at him and said, oh, Johnny, carpet stop bagger. it. I'm so glad. Beggar. And then I'm so glad Johnny to ran that. away. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate this. I went to this man and I was going to apologize. Why don't you just keep calm? And I looked up at my system and I said, Goody. And he grabbed me. He grabbed me. Dude, pure PTSD, man. He held me and he ripped at my clothes. I think you should just calm down. They don't understand what people. Ben doesn't understand Johnny, what PTSD is at all. Johnny, like he has like no oh, understanding of this. Yeah, yeah, John. The 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 crickets are crazy, dude. 
And then Johnny came and he ran and he had, he fought this man. And I got so afraid. I ran. I ran. I ran. Yes, she ran. And she ran. And Johnny didn't come. She ran so far away. We have to wait for Johnny. It's all like, dude, I got to take inventory of what's go in this living room. We got to like. We have to go out and get barricade. Johnny. He's out there. Please, don't you hear me? We've got to go out and get him. Oh, Please. God. We have got to go get Johnny. Please help me. Please. Don't you know what's going on out there? This is no Sunday school picnic. Don't you understand? My brother is alone. She's she's just out of her mind. No! My brother is not dead! She's just, she's having just having a rough day of it, man. Ooh. Would not fly today. Let's see. Listen, they're in a crazy situation. Tensions are high. Inexcusable, but tensions are high. She needs a nap. It's a long night. What time do you think of the night it is? It's night of the living dead, right? It ends in the morning. So what time? Did, did the sun just set? Here's the zenith, baby. The world-famous zenith radio. Time to find out what's going on. You know? That's right, Tommy. Get your mind right. Because of the right. obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country. I mean, this is a great way to give us exposition. You know, it doesn't feel ham-fisted. It, it, it's meant to be exposition. That's what it is. We need the radio to know what's going on. It totally works for the for this film. By a virtual army of unidentified assassins. Like the you, you can say the most ridiculous shit in the world because it's a, it's it's, it's no read with such conviction by a radio guy. It seems to be a we, the dead are starting to come back to life and blah 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 blah. blah. Like it just totally works for this film. It doesn't feel unbelievable in the slightest. You can you can make a movie about anything if the people who are acting it really truly believe what's happening. You know. Or really truly act like it's happening. Return of the Living Dead's another great example of that. So, they they just point, deliver no with such conviction. There's the deer again. Okay, I'm wrong. I guess the, the stuffed animal, the stuffed deer heads. Here we go. He's about to get the bonus. So far we have What's in the closet, baby? He's like, I better get this fire going. So I can constantly set things on fire and like blow them outside. In my video game of Night of Living Dead, that'd be a, a, a thing. You could throw, you could set things on fire and then throw them out the window at the dead. Like, that's the game. The game is you have to main, you have to keep the dead from getting into the house. You know? There's only one rifle, though. And there's the downstairs and the upstairs. It's Harry Cooper versus, um, uh, what's his face? Ben. Okay, so you guys think it's 8 o'clock? That makes sense. I'm down with that. He's like, he's going to keep the torches going. Smart, smart man. 
However, in spite of this urging and warning, streets and highways are packed with frantic people trying to raise their families or apparently to flee just anywhere. Here we go. The safest course of action. Set that couch on fire. That's the only way. Harry Cooper and uh, what's his face? They, they all could have helped him, man. Is uh, Tom and Judy? Latest word also from National Press Services in Washington D.C. Mrs. Cooper, Helen Cooper, and the daughter. She says, "I heard." That's her one line. Look at that. So so brilliant. Zero in on the door. That's where they are. facilities in an emergency network to bring you this news as yes, it develops. Yes, Pro you to stay tuned to fell, radio and TV uh, and fell to back stay to Earth indoors and at all costs. Zombies. Late reports reaching this newsroom. I like it better when we don't know. We don't need to know. That's the, the dead are, are back. From the it's inexplainable. Is much of the right? How do they not hear that in the basement? Of course they heard it. They're like, let him do all the work, and then we'll come up here and reap the benefits. He's exhausted. Seems to have a smoke. I'll tell you, this movie makes me want to have a cigarette, just watching him smoke that. Oh, sorry that it froze up. Is it better now? Fine on my end. Ah, shit, the screen's frozen? This is what I was afraid of, man. Is it still frozen? I'm not frozen though. Damn. That is really frustrating to me. Can you hear it? Can you hear the movie? Maybe it will unfreeze. The audio? Is it? Oh, he just found the gun. Yo, for real? Am I about to pause this? Somebody tell me it's better before I pause this, please. Pause it. Shit. Alright. I put it on pause. I'm just going to rewind it just a smidgen. Oh, is that annoying? Damn. Alright, ready? Ben's boarding the door? Okay, good. Ready? I'm going to press play. Sorry, guys. I do the best with what I got. I'm so sorry. Ready? Is it playing? You should see Ben smoking a cigarette. We don't know what kind of murder happy characters we have here. So sorry, guys. So far, the only descriptions, the only clues, my little engine. I really need a new computer, man. It unfroze right when I paused it. Monsters, people who 
look like they're in a trance and things look all right now it's good and what does he find look shoes he's like i don't need the shoes maybe for barbara shoes this shoes roll this shoes sock boom there we go the rifle winchester action that's what he needed he's like fuck yeah jackpot ah uh, thanks steve thanks guys appreciate your patience <laughs> he's like i got some ammo i got my gun yeah baby feels better now of Texas. Similar killings have been reported around the Houston and Galveston areas, but nothing like... I found a gun and some bullets out there. He's all stoked. It's only late yesterday. Oh, and these. became clear we were facing some kind of national emergency. A peace offering. He brings her shoes. It's nice. Newsmen and law enforcement agencies the opinion... This place is boarded up pretty solid now. In nature. However, we got to be all right here for a while. Yeah, badass. Ben just got more badass. I agree. Bullets? Food and the radio. They're doing pretty well, all things considered. Bound to come and get us out. Hey, that's us. We're doing all right. <laughs> exactly. She's just, she's, she's out of it, man. She's checked out for, for the next little bit of the but movie. I don't know if you're hearing me. Until she redeems herself. I'm going upstairs herself. now. If anything should try to break in here, I can hear it from up there. I'll be down to take care of it. Everything is all right for now. I'll be back to reinforce the windows and doors later. No, it be can't right be for frozen. Now, okay? Look at the light that's on her eyes. Okay. Civil defense officials in Cumberland have told newsmen that murder victims show evidence of having been... I mean, how do you say dialogue that convincing? Oh, shit. Guys, I need someone besides Wednesday to confirm this. Is it, is it frozen again? There she is, taking care of the, the corpse upstairs. Music doesn't fit here though. It's a little like sad, but I love that banister, man. Consistent reports from witnesses to the Zenith, effect that baby. people who acted as though they were in a kind of trance were killing and eating their victims. Prompted Has it been ridiculously choppy? Some of the victims. Look at the light on her on her eyes. That in cases, it's just skipping a bit. Damn. The flesh of the people they murdered. Sorry, Repeating guys. Repeating this latest bulletin just received moments ago from Cumberland, Maryland, civil defense authorities have told newsmen... Look at the way that it cuts back and forth on her as it zooms in. It's zooming in on both of them at the murderers. same time. Medical examination cool. of victims' bodies shows conclusively that the killers are eating the flesh that. of the people they kill. How do you sell something like that? So the killers are eating flesh. becomes more ghastly with each report. It's difficult to imagine such a thing actually happening, but these are the reports we have been receiving and passing on to you. Reports which have been verified as completely okay. as is possible in this confused situation. It is what it is, guys. It is happening, and it would appear that no one is safe from this wave of mass murder. And there we go. 
Tom, Judy, Harry, Helen, Coopers. Look at him. We're from town. A radio. Oh, it's not killing the movie. Okay. All right. No further details available at this time. However, my guys down there. I can use some help up here. That's the cellar. It's the safest place. You mean you didn't hear the racket we were making up here? How are we supposed to know what was going on? Could have been those things for all He's we He's such a dick. That girl was screaming. Sure, you must know what a girl screaming sounds like. Those things don't make any noise. Anybody would know somebody's been needed help. Look, it's kind of hard to hear what's going on from down there. We thought we could hear screams, but for all we knew, that could have meant those things were in the house afterwards. He, he's such a good actor, house. man, and he's not well, an actor at all. More. The racket sounded like you know? the place was being ripped apart. How were we supposed to know what was going on? Now, wait a minute. You just got finished saying you couldn't hear from down there. Now you say it sounded like the place was being what ripped apart. Dick. It would be nice if you get your story straight. Right, back. Jessica? Oh, right. I hate him, now too. Now you tell me. <laughs> I'm not going to take that kind of a chance when we got a safe place. We come to a safe place, and you're telling us we got to risk our lives just because somebody might need help, huh? Yeah, something like that. I mean, this is the type of mentality. This is what gets. Okay, we're this here. is what creates the end. Now I suggest we all go back He's so greedy. Before any of those things find out we're in here. He's just. You know what it is? He's self-seeking. He's just. He's so concerned with his own well-being and the well-being of the, the people within his vicinity. I'm telling you, they can't get in here. And I'm telling you, those things turned over our car. We were damn lucky to get away at all. Now, you tell me those those things can't get through this lousy pile of wood? His wife and kids downstairs. The kids hurt. And Tom is like Switzerland. He's just so neutral. He tries to be liked by everybody. With all of us working, we can fix this place up in no time. We have everything we need up here. We can take all that stuff downstairs with us. Man, you're really crazy, you know that? You got a million windows up here. All these windows, you're gonna, you're gonna make them strong enough to keep these things out, huh? I told you those things don't have any strength. I smashed three of them and pushed another one out the door. Did you hear me when I told and you they turned over our car? And now we have arguing over ideologies. Who, I, whose ideology is more superior? Or even 10, there's gonna be 20, 30. Maybe a hundred of those things. And as soon Safety as they know where this place is gonna be crawling. Defense versus oh, offense. Probably get us wherever we are. Pragmatism oh. versus the cellar. Pragmatism. The cellar, there's only one door, right? Just one door. That's all we have to protect. Tom and I fix it. So we just need to protect one door. Inside. We should but protect here, multiple doors. Windows, why, we never know where they were going to hit us next. I mean, this is how point, divides Cooper. form. But down in the cellar, society no breaks down to. because everybody. I mean, if they did get in, you know, there'd be no back exit. Everybody has to live and die by their convictions. We can get out of here if we have to. And no one has an open mind. But down there with no windows, if a rescue party did come, we wouldn't even know it. But the cellar is Tom makes sense, you know. Place. The cellar is a death trap. I don't know, Mr. Cooper. I think he's right. You know how many's out there? And <laughs> pretty soon he's going to be eaten. You two can do whatever you like. Um, I'm going back down to the I would the love to do this for Don and the Dad. I will certainly would. There are versions of it on YouTube already. I would have no problem doing it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's see how this. Let's see how this one plays out. We can make it to the I would love to do And if we do decide to stay down there, we'll need some things from up here. So let's at least look. Now it's like two nations, right? Uh, establishing a trade route. You box yourself in the cellar, and those things get in the house. You've had it. At least up here, you have a fighting chance. 
And that's the mentality, at least up here we have a fighting chance. Looks like about eight or ten out there now. There's more than there were. There are a lot out back, too. That Dan Aykroyd radio. Oh, no. Crimson Ghost, that'd be fun. Look at those hands, they're so greedy. They just want food. Look at the fingers getting chopped. Such a good scene. There's no music. Little music. Swells. Harry? You like that, Robbie? Those greedy hands? It's all right. <laughs> Music isn't right here either. I'd say it's one of the blemishes. Not the music, but the cues themselves, like the way that George decided to put them. That one works. Another great shot. Whoa, ooh, tushy. Like, listen, we need you to walk around naked. Look at the way that the light reflects on them. That's Helen Cooper. She also played uh, this zombie. We haven't seen her yet in the movie, but that's Harry's wife. We gotta fix these boards. You're crazy. Those things are gonna be in every window and door in this place. We've got to get down into the cellar. Go down in your damn cellar. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm, I'm taking the girl with me. You leave her here. Keep your hands off her. And everything else that's up here, too. Because I stay that's up right, here, Jessica. I'm all library music. The radio and the food is part of what I'm fighting for. Now, if you're going down the Yeah, that was John. So John Russo did the 30th anniversary edition. We added new scenes and new music. Yes, it is an abomination for sure. Terrible. You going down there with him? Well, yes or no? This is That had to do with copyright stuff. They were trying to, like, They've, they've, they've Listen, been, for years, till 2017, she, she can't they've been trying to regain control of this film, and they still the don't have full control of it. The windows. Well, you, but the irony is, is that's how people, so many people saw it. That's that what made it so famous. However, I am not stupid enough to follow you. It We're missing some good dialogue here, I'm sorry. Now, get the hell down in the cellar. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. That's what it comes down to, bottom line. You're the boss down there, I'm the boss up here. We can't get along. No, so now we're going to have two separate factions. Mr. Cooper, with your help, we can... With my help. Let him go, man. His mind is made up. Just let him go. He wants to stay down there. Judy, come on up here, honey. There we go. We meet Judy, the girlfriend. I, I love the director's cut of Dawn of the Dead. let them get her, too, huh? Sorry. Theatrical's great, too, though. Both of them are worm food. Now this, so this isn't in the farmhouse. This is now in the basement of Late Image. There's lots of places we can run to up here. Because there's no basement in that in that cell. There's no basement in that house. Me too, man. I'm the boss up here. The boss down there. 
young kids, soon to be He's wrong, you know. Barbecue. I'm not boxing myself in down there. Now, if they had just worked together, his strategy would work. Well, we're safe now. It's boarded up tight. Yo-yos. What about Tom and Judy? They want to stay up there and let them. I hurt. They're... That's his actual daughter. His daughter. We heard the screaming. She, she's, yeah, she's his real daughter in real life. About to take any unnecessary chances. Of course not, Harry. Propped up on a door. Is she all right? I don't know what it is. I hurt. She feels warm. Maybe it's shock. Oh my God, I want a cigarette. Where'd you get the bandage? Some laundry in a basket. I tore a sheet. He's the boss upstairs. down there. He's so happy with himself. How many ways those monsters can get up there? It's just all about being right. They would ra we'll He would rather be right than survive. We'll see, when they come begging me to let them in down here, that's important, isn't See, it? we just saw yeah. her eating a roach right. Everybody else to be as wrong. a zombie what outside. What do you mean by that? Does anyone up there know why we're being attacked? <sighs> Whatever it is, it is. It's so, I love years. that. I love that Some this is not a part of the house and that this is everywhere. somewhere else. Radio said to stay inside. Radio? Radio upstairs. She's like, shit, they got a radio? A What's radio going the fuck upstairs? upstairs? You boarded us in down here? I know what I'm doing. What did it say? I know what I'm doing. Did you hear that? They don't know anything yet. There's mass murder everywhere, and, and people are supposed to look for a safe place to hide. Take the boards off that door. Take the boards Please off that door. Down here, Helen. We know Harry, who wears the pants in this family. Some kind of communication. If the authorities know what's happening, well, they'll send people for us so they tell us what to do. How are we going to know what's going on if we lock ourselves in the I mean, dungeon? He, he just, it's, it's about ignorance, you know? Pure ignorance. I know what to do. Let's stay down there. Even though they have a radio and there's, they have a link to the outside world and information. We may not enjoy living together. But dying together isn't going to solve anything. We may not enjoy living together, but dying together isn't going to solve anything. That's true, Jessica. Her pants are not as high. Let's go up. If Judy would come downstairs for a few minutes, Harry and I could come upstairs. Okay, yeah, right away. She has to speak for him because he can't do it. He's too proud. Do, do I have to? Look, honey, nothing's going to get done with them down there and us up here. Do this for me. Okay. And Tom, Tom is such a... Okay, open up. such a Switzerland. They open it up. Cinemagic, look at that. And now, transported to a different location. So great. Be safe, carpet beggar. Take good care of her, Helen. We just, we just finished with the storm. She's all I have. Ready? I heard. Why don't you go upstairs now? Come on, say it. Is it here? No, never mind. Damn it. 
Look at him. He's just pure male insecurity, fragile male ego. Her brother was killed. Hey, give me a hand with this thing. I gotta go help in with the television. There's a television? She's out of her mind right now on the couch. small talk with the strange woman on the couch. Everybody smokes. Smoking is cool. I love her chin dimple. It's so cute. I'm a big fan of chin dimples on girls. I don't know why. I'm Helen Cooper, Harry's wife. I find it endearing. Love, look at the way she holds her cigarette. This place is ridiculous. Look at this. There's a million weak spots up here. Look at this. Look at this. Didn't help at all. Give me a smoke. That didn't help board everything up at all. And he's going to criticize the board work. Look at the way he lit that match. <laughs> he's so great, dude. He's one of the. He's like the best character in the movie. I mean, I love Ben, but he. But Harry's my favorite. I can't see a damn thing. There could be 50 million of those things out there. <laughs> Chin That's dimples. These windows are. Chin dimples. Why don't you do something to help somebody? Right? She's the voice of reason. Here I have oh, a couple of those chairs All right, check here. this out. This is really cool. So this is an optical, this is optical printing here. This is a special you effect. Watch this and try to understand what's going they didn't on. actually watch the broadcast through the TV. Is there anything I can do? I don't want to hear you. Yeah, the one dollar off coupon. If you stay right? here, you take orders from me, and then you leave the girl alone. It's on. It's on. Ben no, is also on. has this need to be in control, but it comes from a better, like a better place. Are not. A more, what's the word? Mass hysteria. What do they think? Enlightened place. Shut up. Shut up. In all parts of the country. The wave of murder which is sweeping the eastern third of the nation is being committed by creatures who feast upon... So that's an optical printing special effect right there. First eyewitness accounts of this... They, they didn't have any way to play that back and then film it with the cameras that they had. Almost incoherent. So that's like a composite process that's done in post-production where you project one effect onto some more film and composite them together. I can't even explain the process, but... The report is so convincing. They could say anything, like this literally that the dead are coming back to life and you believe it. It makes it feel like a docudrama. You feel like you're watching an actual natural disaster occur in the 60s, you know? And committing acts of murder. A widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals. And just trying to figure out what's going on. dead are coming back to life and seeking human victims. It's hard for us here to believe what we're reporting to you but it does I mean, seem to give be that dude an academy award when this emergency first began radio and television was advising he's just to so believable inside behind locked doors for safety well that situation has now changed 
we're able to report a definite course of action for you. Civil defense machinery has been organized to provide rescue stations with food, rescue stations that becomes a big thing in Dawn of the Dead at the beginning. Stay tuned to the broadcasting stations in your local area for this Youngstown. list of rescue stations. This list will be repeated Willard. throughout our news coverage. Look for the name of the rescue station I remember that nearest name, you and make your way to that location as soon as possible. What, what, I always wondered, what is we a rescue station exactly? Yes, we can get out of here. There's a pump out by the shed. I know like, that's how do they I rescue here, you? Where, did, where do you go from there? Is it just a safe place to hold up? Since convening this conference of the presidential cabinet, the FBI, Joint Chiefs of Staff, now, CIA, right around this time of the rescue stations, that's where we meet our space experts um, the SWAT guys in Dawn of the Dead. Well, so far, all the betting on the answer... I agree, Carpetbagger. Might as well be a Walter Cronkite. I love, by the way, that we have somebody from New Zealand and somebody from Nova Scotia, Canada, both watching this stream at the same time. freaking awesome to me. ...was purposely destroyed by NASA... Look, Indiana. I mean, this thing is all over. With it. Could that radiation be somehow responsible for the wholesale murders? I mean, the, the, the worst part of it, it's not like, oh, the dead are coming back to life. It's the radiation from the Venus probe, like the most unnecessary element. It's the most dated element in this entire film. This film is timeless. Look, there's George Romero. That's the director of the film and the writer of the film right there. In the uh, black, with, with the microphone holding it up. In other words, you feel that the radiation on the Venus probe is enough to Right there, the guy interviewing. There was a very high degree of radiation. Well, just a minute. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, that on the, the I guess, that my left, you're uh, right. The explanation that we have at this time. Fucking George, baby. The radiation is not That's the cause George, of right there. I can't speak for the entire military. And that microphone is what they're using to record the sound for this scene. It's so brilliant. Until, we, uh, until this is irrefutably proved. Uh, yeah, Dave, Florida. Being done. That can't be done. Day of the dead turf. Professor, you feel that there is a definite connection between the definite connection. It's so brilliant. Look at that. They got a shot of Washington, D.C. in the background. Super blown out. Was the satellite... And then they just walked in front of the monument. I mean, it's just so brilliant, man. To cause mutation under certain circumstances. To make this film feel so much bigger than what it is. Let's just drive down to D.C. and we'll just shoot this little scene, you know? Yes, yes, uh, John, that is George. We got Missouri in the house. Isn't that great? The ingenuity, man. The little flags. That Georgia. He said the rescue stations have doctors and medical supplies. If we could get Karen there, we could get help for her. Blairsville. So that's why you want to go to a rescue station. There it is, Willard! Willard forever! It's only about 17 miles from here. You know this area. You from around here? Judy and I are both from around here. We were on our way up to the lake and was swimming. Judy had a radio and we heard the first reports about this. So we knew the old house was here and we came in and found a lady upstairs dead. Wow. Then these other people came. We went down into the basement. And that's the last day that you're going to be alive. It is pretty strong. How could we possibly get away from here? We've got a sick child, two women, one woman. Oh, head, three men, oh you have two women. Oh, my goodness. What a handicap. Dr. Grimes, Harry Cooper. <laughs> Harry Cooper. Uh, <laughs> really virtuous there. We got two women. How are we going to move? Yes, we have some answers. 
But first, let me stress the importance of seeking medical Look at the attention the clocks. for anyone who's been oh, injured. Oh, Beaver Falls, anyway. baby. We don't know you see the Beaver Falls? Complications might result from such injuries. How bad has your kid been hurt? She was bitten by one of those things. Look, you go down there and tell and Judy. Yeah, you tell Judy to come up here and you stay with the kid, all right? Look at him just calling the shots, man. Like a boss. He's talking, he's describing to us verbally something so grisly, a cadaver with all four arms amputated. But they don't have the money to show us that. So they're just going to tell it to us and we're going to imagine it. They want you upstairs. Did she ask for me? She had to do it. Here it is. I hurt. I don't understand. Baby. It's mommy. I hurt. I hurt. I'll come back. And I'm going to eat you. <laughs> After I stab you with a trowel. The body should be disposed of Wednesday is in the UK. Well, how long after death, then, does the body become reactivated? It's only a matter of minutes. Minutes? Well, that doesn't give people time matter to make minutes. Oh, well, you're right. It doesn't give them time to make I mean, just having these names, Bodies like, flash on the, the screen, it's so brilliant. And, and, and burn. By the way, I could talk just as much about Dawn of the Dead as I could talk about this movie. No joke, hands down. Oh my God! Imagine if we did Return of the Living Dead. Well, we tried. I need you to find some bed spreads or sheets to tear up into small strips, okay? We tried with. Is there a fruit cellar here? Yes. We need some bottles and jars. Make Molotov cocktails. in South Dakota. Hey, there's a big can of kerosene down there. I'll see what I can Ooh, kerosene! That's gonna come in handy. There's a big key ring down there. There may be a key to the gas pump on it. I'll check. George Romero, as we described earlier, he would remedy that with a, a, a great sense of irony. Tony Todd is Ben when he finds the gas pump key. Yeah, that's right. It better be this door. It's closer to the truck. Before we go out with some supplies See, behind I don't know about you guys. I feel the racial tension between the two of them. I found some fruit jars in the cellar. And there's a key on here that's labeled for the gas pump out back. I'm not really that used to the truck. I found it abandoned. I can handle the truck, no sweat. A plan is coming together. They're going to attempt to work together. If they can just get to the gas pump and get gas in the car, they can get out of here. We find behind the cellar door. Even Harry Cooper's on board. You can go upstairs and toss the cocktails from a window. Tom, you and I will have to unboard this door. After you toss the cocktails, you hustle back down here and lock this door. It's no good to board that because we'll have to get back in quickly. He's begrudgingly willing to do it. Then we'll worry about getting everybody into the truck. Gotta get gas in the truck first. Yeah, Dave, mega fan here as well. I, I also visited the Monroeville Vault. There's actually, we did a walkthrough video on, on this channel. Check it out. As well as the Night of the Living Dead Cemetery. Oh, Goblin is great. You always have a smile for me. So I love this tender like moment right before they die. You always have a smile for me. Done. He's making Molotov cocktails. Come on, honey, we gotta move. We gotta move. We gotta make I'm them really faster. Sure about the phone. The phone is dead out. All you get is a recorded message. If I could only call the folks. Imagine if they get a goblin store for Night of the Living Dead. Everything will be all right. 
As soon as we get to Willard, we'll call them. They might even be there. Um, John's asking, I know. I know it was shot in Pittsburgh, but it was placed in Pittsburgh? Stupid question. Um, no, not a stupid question. There's never any questions that are stupid, John. Are you sure we're um, doing the right thing? This was actually we're shot out outside yeah. of Pittsburgh. It's not actually in Pittsburgh. Although the cellar is in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Come on, honey, you're starting to it was sound shot like in a place called now. Evan City. Why do you have to go? Well, at least the cemetery there. was. I don't know where I the know farmhouse was. And I can handle uh, the at, somewhere on the outskirts. Doesn't know anything about that stuff. But we're safe in here. For how long, honey? We're safe now. But there's going to be more and more of those things. I know. I, I know. Mean, all even that. if you took out the things, if you could substitute things for yes. anything. You know, that's what this movie is so Remember malleable. When we had the big flood. Remember how difficult it was. You know what's great too? It could work as a play. Right I mean, they have turned it into a play. Remember? But it, it could just be a play. A, a disaster is happening on the outside of the world and it, it's people not inside of the house who can't get along. You know, just brilliant. We have to do something fast. Um, I don't know if the newscast is from Pittsburgh. Maybe some of it is. No, some of it's from DC. I, I didn't post on homepage of the dead, but let me tell you something. I used to frequent the homepage of the dead all of the time. I used to read the fan fiction stories back in like the year 2000. Wow, it was like 21 years ago. It's crazy. Here's some fluffy character development that we don't need because these people are about to be barbecued. Barbecue. Who wants to have a barbecue? I would imagine that the newscast is from Pittsburgh, John. We better get her downstairs. We have to go it, downstairs. Ca carpet, now. it is a stage play. They, they perform it as a stage play already. She's, you have to go downstairs now, just for a little while until we get back. Johnny's got the key. Then we can all leave. Oh, I'd like to leave. Yes. Out of her mind. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Rightfully so. We, we, we realize PTSD. Here we go. The moment of truth. Good luck. Yeah. Here it is. Tony Todd is so badass in the remake when they go outside like this. He's like drop kicking zombies and like rolling, rolling out their like crushed, like. Uh, kicking out their legs. So great. Go. Uh-oh. Judy's like, I'm gonna go. Don't do it, Judy. The one time that Harry Cooper is not worthless. <laughs> the one time he does something right. Kind of. He's gonna go with the plan. We're zombies and we just woke up out of bed. Okay, and we are dead. Here we go. Maltov, baby. Boom. It's such a bad, what an action-packed badass scene. Yeah. I mean, again, do you see this sort of thing in movies in 1968? I don't think so. This is like some gorilla friggin' filmmaking shit. Woo! Yeah. 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 
Here we go. Go ahead, go on. Judy makes a split second decision that gets herself killed. So good. Uh, it's all bandwidth, guys. It's bandwidth problem. Upload speeds. What is it coming? Come on! Ah, uh, Judy. Matt, you just sealed your fate. You'll be dead in minutes. Hasn't he learned by now to get him in the head? Smart enough to use the fire. Good point, Dave. Is it? Hurry up, Harry. Look at those zombie shots, man. Oh, it blows up. I'm afraid to touch it. Look at those stunts. Keeps freezing. Damn. All right, hold on. Should I pause? All right, I paused it for a second. Hold on. Intermission. Are you guys enjoying the movie? Are you guys enjoying the movie? I'm enjoying this. I'm really enjoying the crap out of this. I just hate that this is how we have to watch it. Um, hey, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Really appreciate it. I'm not going to rewind. I promise, Rue. All right, ready? I'm going to press play. Keep your fingers crossed. Let's hope. Tell me it's back. Yes, it's back. Okay. Gotta make that gas pump work. Come on! This key won't work. Watch it. I mean, what a... Why would you shoot it, man? It's not back Start. to normal? Holy crap. This is bad news. You gotta get away from the pump! Damn straight you gotta get away. I mean, it really is Ben's fault. But what could he do? He was he was acting he he was acting in you know as quickly as possible in the moment of danger. Tom drives off without him. Uh oh. What are they gonna do? Nothing they're gonna We're going to be eight and My jacket's caught, so take off your jacket. Never mind. Late's late, and a man gotta eat. It's time to eat, eat, eat some barbecue, eat, eat, eat some barbecue. Brains for dinner, brains for lunch, brains for breakfast, and brains for brunch. Look at that shot. I love that dude, that hunched over dude, the shirtless dude. 
Shoot him in the head, Ben. This is when Ben gets really foolish. Dave, is it worth checking out? I'm, I'm really, like, I think that the animation looks atrocious. He's talking about the animated version of Night of Living Dead. I, I thought, what a missed opportunity, man. Sky's the limit with animation, and that's what they come up with. You know? Yeah, I've noticed that, too, when there's a lot of action on the screen. And, uh, sort of freezes up. And now here's where Harry Cooper just seals his own fate by crossing, crosses uh, Ben. What a dick. I guess this does make Harry Cooper a bad guy. Even though he's just acting in his own self-interest, he's cowardly. Decides to help him after hesitating. But Ben is not having any of it. He's so done with this dude. He's like, fuck you, man. He's like, as soon as we secure this door, I'm gonna beat your ass. You know, isn't it truly a double cross, though? I don't think he double crossed him. He was like, he was scared. Look, he's pissed, rightfully so. Beat his ass. Beat his ass. He's like, you left us out there. You left me out there. Show him what for. I dragged you out there and beat you both. Sure should. Look at him. Harry Cooper has now been reduced to his most just base form. Just like the fragile male ego. Pure cowardice. Oh boy. Hungry. Is anybody else hungry right now? They use real organs. This scene, along with a few others, like, this is what, you know, this movie is the reason why we have rated our movies. Kids went to this film not knowing what they were going to see. Speaking of, would you show this to kids? Imagine kids in the 60s watching this. Look at them fighting over intestines. Make no mistake. Eating a liver. Very few films that depict cannibalism like this. Just eating remains. He's like, oh my God, Tom and Judy are just on the menu. It, even today, it's still savages, man. Isn't it three o'clock yet? There's supposed to be another broadcast at three o'clock. Ten minutes. Oh, only ten more minutes? We don't have very long to wait. Oh, Johnny's, Johnny's got the keys. Oh, we better leave soon. I'm gonna leave soon. It's ten minutes to three. Ten minutes to three. Damn! Don't tell you me it's still frozen. That's a long ass time ago. Is the nearest town? I don't know. Someone confirm. Is it still frozen? 
We were just trying to get to a motel before dark. You said those things turned your car over. You think we can get back on this wheels and drive it? Where is it? Seems like it was pretty far away. Seems like we ran. Forget it. It's at least a mile. Johnny He's has so his his ego is so battered and bruised. Through that army of things he, out he, there. I it's funny, he doesn't want the gun necessarily to be in control. It's like he's doing it Why for his own ego to nurse his ego. What's wrong? For a lot of reasons. What kind of a lot of reasons. Carry. Look at the subtext. Is she conscious? Oh, I hate that it freezes up. It's so frustrating walk. to me. She's too weak. Really, really frustrating. Well, one of us could try to get to the car. You're going to turn it over by yourself? You can't start the car. Johnny has the keys. Johnny has the keys. You have a car? Where? Where is it? You won't be able to start it. Yeah, yeah, I know. But where is it? Uh-oh. Right, he got punked out in front of his wife. Exactly. Good Lord. He's like, oh my God, are they eating people? Pretty soon, I'm gonna be eaten by my daughter. Being monitored closely by scientists at all the radiation detection stations. At this hour, they and this is where the just the their civilization, their society so in the, the house is just completely breaks down. That dead bodies will continue to be transformed into the flesh Tom and Judy are, are gone. Who die during this the daughter is sick. Cause, he needs that to gun. To seek human victims unless he wants it. Just now, he kind of walked towards him, behind him. He's like, can I Our get that gun? have just returned from covering such a search and destroy operation against the ghouls. This one conducted by Sheriff Conan McClellan in Butler County, Pennsylvania. So now let's go to that film report. All law enforcement agencies and the military have been organized to search out and destroy the marauding Look ghouls. Look at that. The survival command All of that is just that a ghoul ingenuity. Let me, let's get a bunch of people together. They got the actual police people down there. The We're going to meet the sheriff who actually was in charge of all the guns on the set. The radiation, the plan is kill the brain George, uh, George the something. I forget his name. That guy. Get the ghoul, get the brain, get the brain, get the ghoul. Hey, Cass, put that thing all the way in the fire. We don't want it getting up again. He he was the guy who. How's everything going? That's Chili Billy, I think. You want to get on the other side of the road? This feels so real to me. Do you think we'll be able to defeat these things? Well, we killed 19 of them today right in this area. Those last three, they're we dead. They're all messed up. Way into an abandoned shed. They must have thought somebody was in. I mean, this feels so real. It feels like a real interview. All kind of noise. We came over and beat them off, blasted them down. Yeah, okay. Chief, uh, if I were surrounded by six or eight of these things, would I stand a chance with them? Well, there's no problem. If you had a gun, shoot them in the head. That's a sure way to kill them. If you don't, um, get I do have Patreon, man. All, all at the bottom of the screen. Well, Chief Patreon. Um, you can buy a coffee if you're enjoying this well, content. Um, you can do the Patreon. You can buy a T-shirt. All sorts of stuff. Are they slow moving, Chief? I agree, Dave. Yeah, they're totally they're superb acting. All messed up. Well, uh, in time, would you say? If you this is your first time with us, please consider subscribing to the channel. Well, we don't really. We do know. this 
We know all the time. To it most of the night, this is my job. This is how I make money right now. We'll team up with the National Guard over there, and then we'll be able to give a more definite view. Thank you very much, Chief McClellan. This is Bill Cardell, WI. Bill Cardell. Now, his daughter, Lori, she is in, she plays Sarah in Day of the Dead. Just how long it may take to kill off Thank you, Carpet. So long as the heavy rain... Oh, boy. Is the fuse box in the cellar? I don't know. I... And now, she's going to be in Night of Living Dead, too, by the way. My friend Marcus is directing that. It isn't the fuse. He's going to be on the show. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, smash that like button, everybody. Haven't you had enough? Two people are dead already on account of that. He needs to get that gun. I need to get that gun, Helen. Oh no. Fires are out. They're hungry for more. We need more food. Boom. helping anybody forget about keeping the dead out of the house I need that gun so powerful in the face of disaster in the face of annihilation I'm only concerned with being in control and I need the gun this is what makes Night of Living Dead so brilliant there's my chance I'm a giant loser giant coward I need that gun You know what's funny? It's not what Harry does, it's what he doesn't do. Go ahead. Go ahead. You want to stay up here now? Get the cellar. He's, he's just drunk with power. Get the cellar now. Boom. Boom. That's what's funny. Nothing that he does is meant to like, it's just all non-action doesn't help. Takes the gun. Takes the gun. There you go. That's the end of Harry Cooper. And the end of Helen. Sort of. I love this scene, man. I always thought this was brilliant. She's about to be taken. I mean, they're, they're just... Their whole little society is crumbling. Harry's dead. Helen's being pulled by the zombies. You know? He's just trying to get to his daughter. She's dead too. Look at those stark shadows, man. It's just so grim. It's such a grim movie, man. Hey, thank you, Dave. Appreciate you, man. Really do. Thank you for the, the, the tip. There you go. There's the cemetery zombie. Look, she's about to suffer the worst fate, and then 
Barbara does this thing this saves her. Oh, this is so insane, man. I mean, she gets eaten alive. What? Wait a minute. We missed... Where's Johnny? Am I crazy? Did it just jump? Here we go. One of the most fucked up scenes in any movie. What other movie has this in 1968? I got spiders in my hair. That's what it sounds like. I have spiders in my hair. My daughter is stabbing me to death. How fucked up is that? She brought you into this world and you're taking her out of it. Wow. Just absolutely, like, grim. Dead reanimated daughter. Oh, that's right, she's still alive. Right, now Johnny's gonna come. But she saves Helen for nothing. And now it's just down to the original two, right? We started the movie with them and we're gonna end it with them. There he is, Johnny. You came back, Johnny. And you're hungry. As much as I love the remake ending and that they turn her into the hero, this is so good too. Look, she gets taken, man. They, they have, they eat her. There's, you know, there's like short stories where she survives. There's like comics where she survives, but in my mind, she doesn't survive. And now it's just Ben. Watch out, Ben. Behind you. I hurt. <laughs> and Harry Cooper was right. I'm going to barricade myself in the door. Now, what does that say? It says that despite our differences, what you're saying is valid, and what I'm saying is valid, because everything that Ben wanted to do is valid. But at the end of the day, a contingency plan of hiding in the basement would have also been valid. Because that's ultimately what Ben has to do. He has to board himself up as a last bitch resort, and it saves his life for now. Or maybe it doesn't save his life. If he doesn't get boarded up, wow, oh my god, hot take, hot take. Whoa. Alright, let me let's wait for the movie to finish. I'm, I'm gonna blow my own mind. Wow. I didn't even think of this. This blew my mind. Will it hold? Now we know what happens in the remake. He finds the gas, the gas pump key, and he laughs, succumbs to his injuries, and Barbara takes him out. Now he has one more. Showdown. Look, his whole arm is missing. She was eating his arm and his liver. Boom. Happy to do that one, right, Ben? Then he takes out Helen. It's like, what the fuck did I get myself into?
something together in his mind at least. Sit away. They've taken over the house and this is the theme in every Romero film. The dead always win. They always take over the world because the humans can't figure out how to settle things. Here it is, one of the most fucked up endings in the entire history of all of cinema, in my opinion. Dawn rises, the night is over. It does give you a little sense of like uh, optimism. They leave it so op uh, open-ended in that way. You got the good old boys. Good old boys got their pea shooters. Everybody's deputized. Creepy music. You know they didn't pay for that helicopter. That's a favor right there. And it makes their movie look like a million bucks. Everybody was willing to help out. We had the police. So awesome. Looks like we're watching newsreel footage. That's right, Dave is right. It was a temporary victory before the dawn. Yes, carpet. It was Flyboy. Love it. We want to go check it out. Yeah, Chief, we're going to stay with it till we meet up with the National Guard. Chili Bill. As we said, his daughter, Lori, she would go on to play Sarah in Day of the Dead. He's such a great character, the, the sheriff. Nick, you and the rest of these men want to come with me? Well, Bill, I'm checking the office, see what's happening. All right, Steve, tell him we're going to stay with it, and uh, everything appears to be under control. He was the host of Chiller Theater. The dogs. Here we go. Ben survived the night. It's really upsetting, though. I mean, it really is. It's such an upsetting movie. Such an upsetting ending. So bleak. We get through all of that, only for him to be killed. Spoilers! 53-year-old <laughs> film. No police there to help him. So crazy. They need you down there by the barn. Ben thinks that help has come for him. And the reality is death has come for him. Somebody had a cook out here, Vince. Yeah, sure looks like it, Tom. My God, 
just so tragic. I, I remember the first time watching this ending and just thinking, my God. Even at 10 years old, it fucked me up. I was like, nobody fucking lives? You know what the sad thing is, Carpet? Who knows if that would have helped him. Survived all that shit. Now watch, watch, watch what he says. Hey, Tony, Steve, you want to get out in that field and build me a bonfire? Another one for the bonfire. Whoa, crazy party last night. You, drag that out of here and throw it on the fire. Nothing back here. All right, go ahead down and give him a hand. He's so Let's good in that role. There's something there. I heard a noise. How could you not? All right, Vince, hit him in the head, right between the eyes. Oh. Fuck, dude. Good shot. Okay, he's dead. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. Oh, my God. And then this is so grisly, man. Look at those pictures. They just look so real to me. So grisly, man. With the meat hooks. Mmm. Yeah. Best comment of the fucking night. Damn it, man. Ben rules. Fuck yeah, he does. I know. Isn't it a drag, dude? Isn't it a drag? All right, we're going to talk about it, though. We're going to talk about this ending for a minute. Oh, God. Look at that. It just looks like... That's, that's Gary Striner. He was the sound man. And he's Russ Striner's brother. Mark Ricci, that's Rudy Ricci's brother. You'll know Rudy Ricci is one of the three guys with a story by credit for Return of Living Dead. There's Richard Ricci, that's uh, Rudy Ricci. Mm. Very much like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It has that same gritty feel, you know? that there's the uh, cemetery zombie got hit too oh thank you Steve this was a lot of fun I'm really bummed that um, whatchamacallit look at that you know how many times I watched this movie before I made it past the credits and saw that there was a bonfire at the end I had no idea the end Ain't that a movie? That is a freaking movie and a half. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, so here's what I'd like to talk about now, the ending. You know, we, we spoke at the beginning about some stuff. We didn't talk about the ending. We didn't talk about, we sort of talked about ghouls. We'll talk about that for a second as well before we wrap this whole thing up. Again, I want to apologize the, yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking, you know, that this is the Tuesday before Halloween, right? It's October 26th. It's not like 
we're spending Halloween. This is not what we're doing Halloween. It's just a great buildup to Halloween. That's why I want to do my special before Halloween. Um, so here's the, so here's the thing. And, and again, what I'm going to say might sound, it, it is political. It, it is political. There's no way around it. You know, what makes Night of the Living Dead so contemporary is that ending. Everything that you see in the news, no matter what you believe or don't believe, or whatever you read into or don't, whatever your political stance is or not, and I'm not here to dive, I don't want to dissect all that, but the film that was made 50 fucking years ago is the message, the, the what happens is so... It's so scary how contemporary it is today. And that's what makes this film so timeless because its themes are not limited to it's the era that it comes from. It's These are deep, universal themes that say a lot about a lot of different stuff, including the stuff, I, the subtext I was talking about in, involving race, you know? And you can, yes, you can talk about, you know, stuff that's happened with the police, police brutality, whatever, all that. It's all in there, man. And that's what makes Night of the Living Dead really great. The other thing that's really important about Night of the Living Dead is here's the first film that takes Richard Matheson's uh, I Am Legend, zombie, voodoo zombie mythology, and the idea of a ghoul, a flesh eater, and melds them all together to create a modern mythology that still but a formula that people still follow to this day yes that's exactly what it is man the whole civil rights struggle is there i mean just think about it like this you have the civil rights struggle happening at the time that this film is being made they're making this film they're using a black actor but not because he's black and there's this whole struggle over power over you know, what the best thing to do is. And, you know, does Harry Cooper really think it's the safest place to be is in the basement? Or does he not want to listen to Ben? Is that what, like, what is it? What is it about? You know? Um, wow. Thank you, old man Chubbs. <laughs> old man Chubbs. The best dead channel ever. Guys, so should we do Dawn of the Dead? Even though we know the picture freezes... Even though it's a, a pain in the ass, do we do Dawn of the Dead? That's what I want to know. You tell me. Oh, shit. Why is this happening? Um, what else can be said about it? I mean, uh, again, it's just, it, it's just a brilliant movie. It doesn't... The, again, the whole time, we're not so much concerned with the zombies. The zombies are the 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 secondary you know symptom to the human conflict the human conflict is what everybody friggin loves you know what i mean not everybody loves oh wow you guys are i i guess we're gonna have to do it we'll, we'll do it maybe we'll do it in november or december we'll space it out a little bit but we'll do it we'll definitely do it i'll, I'll make that happen I'll make that happen. Maybe we'll do the extended mall hours cut. Is anybody not familiar with the extended mall hours cut is the ultimate version of Dawn of the Dead and combines everything together from the zombie cut with Dario Argento, the director's cut, George Romero, and the theatrical cut, which is the true director's cut in George Romero's eyes. The can's cut 
which is also the extended cut is the director's cut, but that was a marketing thing. Um, what else can I say? Uh, just that, yeah, it's right. Exactly, man. It's the human conflict that, that causes their downfall. And you know, you see, you will see, you will see every single, you'll see every single dead, like related, you know, piece of media follow this template that begins with Night of the Living Dead. Now, that's not to say that stuff didn't come before it that does that sort of thing, but this is like the first big major time that this is done. And here's another thing too, to talk about the public domain uh, thing. You know, it's a shame that the film ended up in the public domain. It's a shame that, that those dudes did not get paid what was owed to them. But in a world of crooked distributors, in a world where they make, like literally George Romero's career was made because of Night of the Living Dead, ultimately, even though he languished for about 10 more years before he made Dawn of the Dead, and that's when his career really exploded. But it's that was all predicated on the availability of the film, and that was predicated on the public domain. That's not to say that it was right that it was in public domain. I'm just saying that because it was in public domain, Every, you know, every horror host played that movie on Saturdays, you know, the Saturday matinee or midnight films played, like it played everywhere. And as a result, it was, you know, bootlegged a thousand times on the VHS. As a result, everybody was able to see Night of the Living Dead far and wide. Had it not been, okay, had it not been in public domain, it might not be as big as it is today. That's not right. Exactly. Matthew is right. Public domain made it more accessible, which made it what it is. That's not, listen, that is not a justification of piracy. And I'll tell you this too. I'm so glad that they finally have a print that they are in control of and that they have the copyright. They finally do. Image 10 is reformed. Uh, I own the Criterion version of this movie twice over. You should definitely buy the Criterion if you don't have it. The second disc is loaded with so many features that go even into like how George Romero shot the film. Like any shot that is on, any shot that's handheld doesn't use sound. And any shot that's on a tripod is their recording sound. So the next time you watch Dawn of the Dead, I for, uh, Night of the Living Dead, I forgot to mention that. Check that out. If the, if the tripod is locked off, if it's a static still frame, that means that they're recording sound live in the movie. And if it's a handheld shot, then it's not. So, um, what was the last, okay. Final thing we're going to talk about before we call it a night. Popping open another brewski. It's not a brewski. It's a seltzer. Final thing we got to talk about. Something I noticed in this viewing, as I said, with films like this, you can watch it a hundred thousand billion times and you'll always, you're always going to find something new. For me, this time it was it was Johnny's polka dotted tie. I never noticed Johnny's polka dotted tie. And another thing, a notion that stuck out to me, like in it, it, so clear as day. I always, you know, sort of, I always sort of thought, oh man, Harry Cooper was right all along. That's the irony. The irony is that Ben ends up doing the thing that Harry Cooper wants him to do in the first place, which ends up getting him killed. Because here's the thing, 
by going in the basement, he basically shuts out the world, doesn't know what's going on. And when he comes out of the basement, he is put, he puts himself in harm's way and gets shot. Does he get shot? Here's the, here's the big question. Here's the big question for you all. And again, I, I don't want to get too heavy with this because it's already a dark film. Why was Ben shot? Was Ben shot because they thought he was a zombie? Or did Ben, did they know that Ben was a human? And that's why it's such a contemporary film. That's why even today, it, 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 I revel in the brilliance of this film because the question, the answer to me is quite, what, what's the word? Uh, not ambidextrous. It's, uh, it's ambiguous, man. It's absolutely fucking ambiguous. Like, you don't know. You ultimately don't know. He says, there's one over there. And he lines up the shot. And you have absolutely no idea what he's referring to. Or you could say it's a metaphor. Is it a metaphor for... You could say it's a lot of metaphors. <laughs> better, I better keep my... I better walk the fine line here. So I don't get myself into too much trouble. Um, but here's ultimately why it get, that that's what that's why it gets him killed. By being in the basement, he locks himself up. Now, had he stayed upstairs like he wanted to, and had he left out one of the windows when things started to get too hairy, he never would have encountered the police, or at least he wouldn't have countered the 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 police, the good old boys, in in that kind of way. He might have he might still be alive. Who knows? Maybe he would have eventually been overcome and been eaten alive. But he wouldn't have died in the way that he died, I think, if he hadn't gone in the basement. The only reason why he went in the basement is because Harry Cooper couldn't get with the program. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, if he had just gotten with the program, then they could have executed Ben's plan and they all might have survived. But because they couldn't do that, Ben ends up in the basement, and when he hears noises upstairs, he comes upstairs and gets his gets gets one between the eyes. So I don't know. I, I find it very interesting that it's Harry Cooper does get Ben killed, and it's the going in the basement doesn't save his life. It seals his fate. It seals his fate. It's the only way out. You know, fucking crazy. Yes, that's true. The truck fire did technically kill everything. Yeah. I mean that but you know, they still could have they still could have made it out of there. They still could have found a way. Is my point being. So, listen, I'm really glad you guys enjoyed the stream. I loved doing this. I really I love doing everything on this channel. You know, I enjoy performing. It's what I like to do. And this was really fun. Um, please make sure to subscribe if you're not subscribed. We will do Dawn of the Dead. You've all spoken. Um, I'm, we'll do Dawn of the Dead. We're going to do the extended Mall Hours edition. And it's going to be a lot of friggin' fun. Uh, until then, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, check out all my stuff. And I'm going to leave you with the Patreon. Peace and hair grease. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full time. I want this 
to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that $1.38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind the scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just wanna thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates, that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.